As for you, young Nick, you're bluffing. You can see it in your eyes. You're not a killer. And your family's not far enough away yet. Let's find out, shall we? Stuart and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 91. Yes, it is. What are we talking about? The season finale of Fear. The, yeah, that yeah. dual episode season finale of Fear. Double wide. <laughs> Double wide. Double wide. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So what are you drinking, Scott? I'm drinking the same thing you're drinking because we're all drinking it tonight. <laughs> um... From our friends at uh, Primal Brewery, we've got their Oktoberfest beer, or their Primal Fest. Um, Mertzen. Mertzen? Is, is that how you call it? It's okay. not like Marzipan? And, uh, and, and I tell you what, it's really good. I am not real big on, on Oktoberfest beers, only because I usually find them to be too sweet. But this one, this one I think has got, I think it's, I think it's pretty smooth. And, no, it's uh, good. I like it. It's, yeah, it's like rich it a lot. and chocolatey, and... Um, well done, Primal. Chocolatey, you think? Yeah, I think so. No? Hmm, no. It's very sweet, though. Yeah, but it's not as... not as not. I don't think it's quite as sweet as some of the other ones I've had. I've never um, had this type of beer before. Yes, you have. You've had Oktoberfest beers. No, not a Marzen. That's what it is. That's what an Oktoberfest beer is. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. You're going to do great in Europe. <laughs> I don't speak German. <laughs> I don't know what this shit is, Martin. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a great beer. I'm definitely, uh, I'll definitely have some more. I can say that. I'm gonna go into Paris and try and order a Coors Light. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Bring me a P- no. You need to go order a PBR. What the hell, man! You don't Seriously. carry a silver bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I want a PBR. I know you got them. Ain't that train been by here yet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm hot. (laughs) Oh, that's just disgusting. I do like the picture on the uh, can, by the way. Yeah, the uh, the dune buggy. Yeah, oh, I thought it was a tractor. Well, that too. Yeah, it's a tractor. You're right. With flames shooting out the exhaust. Anyway, they're from... uh, They're they're from... um, just north of Charlotte, up in Huntersville, and uh, and you know everything I've had from them, I've really liked. Cool. Well, thank you for bringing it to us. Yeah, no sweat. Okay. What are we here for tonight? Big finale, two-hour yes. finale of Fear the Walking Dead, season three, episode fifteen, things bad begun, and season three, episode sixteen, sleigh ride. So, Kim, what did you think of the episode? Oh my God. It was amazing. I really, really, really liked 
these both of these episodes, I thought they were perfect together. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. tell they planned it that way for them mm-hmm. to be back to back. I think in the past they've kind of seemed a little bit disjointed when they do these two hour things, but this one was perfect. And we got a classic zombie hand coming out of the grave, which was awesome. Oh, uh, right, right, right. That was when I saw that, I was like, yes. That's in Madison's visions that yeah. she's having. Yeah. We haven't even had that on The Walking Dead yet. Yeah. Fear nope. beat him nope, to it. No, that's true. Yeah. And then the end part of all of it with the dam blowing up and everything, not the way I thought it was going to turn out. And it was very <laughs> suspenseful and it was just perfect. I no, loved every there, bit of it. Yeah, there were a lot of surprises in both these episodes. I think they both worked, like you said, seamlessly, mm-hmm. smoothly. Um, the the whole, as, as we had called it, the dam is gone. Um, so, you know, we're set up for the, um, the hiatus here before the next season of, of, you know, where does everybody fall? Uh, but they did it really well. I think it was done. And the introduction of Proctor John, great character, great casting. Yeah. Great casting as far as the actor. I mean, you got like this road worn, like real biker looking guy. And, um, I, he, I mean, he had he had the comedy, the seriousness, and the scariness all wrapped into one. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I thought it was great. It was a great ending to the season. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know who that guy was? No. Who? Now, he's been, he's been in a, he's been on a hundred things. He looks but, very familiar, but I don't, I don't. Do you, do you, do you ever remember the, um, the TV movie for The Stand, Stephen King's The Stand? Oh, he was the guy. Yeah, he was the guard. Yeah. Campion at the beginning who got infected. He was the first guy infected. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. So anyway, yeah. So there's a little Stephen King link for us that we always love. Okay. Yeah, totally agree. I I, I tell you, it was it was number one. I don't look them as as separate episodes. I just I'm, I'm not going to do that. I mean, to me, it was just one train of thought the whole episode. Mm-hmm. It was one long episode, is what it was. So uh, what I was really impressed with is the way that they were able to really keep pushing the intensity, you know, and usually it was, you know, it was centered around certain characters with other characters. I mean, you know, I love the intensity between Troy and Matt and Maddie and and Nick and Daniel and Alicia and Proctor John, you know, I love those the the those intense um, conversations they had. All the time, you know, and then it just kept building until it went off. And like you said, I really enjoyed the uh, the uh, Proctor John. He's kind of a uh, calmer, um, more realistic Negan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we that's thought the same I, thing. I was thinking the exact same thing. That, I think maybe that's where I was saying like the casting thing. Like that guy just mm-hmm. fit his role so perfectly. And you know, when Negan is so polished. You know, and and that yeah. this guy had no polish about him. I mean, he's he's going on to the operating table to start out, and he's yeah. just like proves his toughness from the the get go because right. they remove a cyst or whatever he has on his back, and boom, he's right back into action. Okay, let's go blow up the dam. Yeah, and I'm not going to use this as one of my. I'm not going to use this as my miss, but he recovered way too fast. He did recover yes, way too fast. He did. But way yeah. too fast. He's that, that tough. That actor reminds me of Stephen Ogg from The Walking Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he looks a lot like him. Except he just he, you know, he's maybe he's, shorter. <laughs> he's as sadistic as um, Negan, mm-hmm. but in a in some ways creepier way. 
you know, because he was he was he was kind of like a mix between the governor and Negan, really, in that he had the governor's calmness about things um, and Negan's sadisticness. Which, you know, was good. Uh, Kim and I were watching some of the uh, marathon and we actually call it that. Was it season three or yep, season three. Uh, when they when they're in um, Woodbury? Yeah. And the governor is extremely creepy. Oh yeah, especially like the his dealing with uh, what's her name, the blonde Andrea, Andrea, <laughs> and um, yeah. and the yeah his assistant, the scientist Milton. guy, yeah. Milton, yeah, Milton. And but, when he yeah. killed all the soldiers at the outpost, or not the outpost, oh, but yeah. they were brutal. Yeah, but and even he when he was talking to Andrea when they first were introduced on the road, like in, in Woodbury, he had introduced like the whole place to her, and and he said she said something to him like warning him. And he came back with like a biting comment. It was just like, oh yeah. yeah she was, said, "Never say never," and he said, "Never." Yeah, that's right. He just goes like right on her face, and he's like, "Never." <laughs> like, and then turns around and walks away. It's like, damn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, Proctor, Pro- Proctor John, you you just did not know what um, you didn't know how he was going to relate or react to things. I mean. You know, he seems like for one moment, he seems like a, you know, somewhat rational guy. And then I, I, I love the line they said um, when he was getting out of the dinghy onto the onto the dock. And I guess it was Alicia said something like, you know, they're killing all the killing all the damn workers like that. And he kind of just looks at her and he goes, I told them to secure the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cold. You know, the one thing I did like about this episode at first, I was a little bothered by it was um, the fact that there was all these kind of inside stories that we knew what was going on, but they kind of twisted what you thought the outcome would be. Like when Madison is uh, setting the C4 up with Troy. Oh, that was a crazy And then all of a sudden Nick comes in and Nick has been protecting Troy and then is explaining to them how or why they need to leave like right away because Troy's going to get killed or Strand's going to get killed or whatever. And then Troy just comes out and blurts out why, you know, you know, why, you know, why he's in trouble, why he would be killed because he was the one that led the horde. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, he didn't have any choice because Nick couldn't lie to her. Wasn't I know, but he, he was, yeah, but he was completely yeah. like Nick was not saying anything. He was like, oh, no, I'm stepping out of it. And then Troy all of a sudden just volunteered. Oh, yep. and then the other one of the other times and there was like three or four. But one of the other times was when they're on the boat, like you're saying, they're getting off and Strand is there. Yep. And Proctor John asks Alicia about, well, what's your relationship with this guy? You obviously know him. Mm-hmm. And she automatically tells him the truth. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to hide it. And I was like, whoa. Oh, well, okay. because she knows he respects the truth. I know. I know. But there was just there was a lot of those instances where it was like they did stuff you didn't expect them. Yeah. To do. Yeah. Where it was like, OK, well, th- these are definite decision points where they could hide things mm-hmm. that don't need to be said, but they're just automatically telling the truth. They're kind of game changers in the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Story I line. mean, Alicia, Alicia has demonstrated that she does that already. I mean, she's already several times where she could have lied and said the truth instead yeah. to to, you know, one time it worked, one time it didn't work, you know, but that's that's her nature. She she just doesn't want to go through all that. But I agree with you. You know, there was there were quite a few things that were unexpected. And by the way, I got to give kudos to Kim. She called um, Maddie taking out Troy. Well, thank you. Did you win in the last episode? In our last? Uh, no, several couple episodes. episodes. Oh, OK. couple episodes. Yeah, Troy ago. got she hammered. Yeah. Troy got hammered. That's it's a, right. It's a bittersweet death for Madison. 
because she's mm-hmm. fought so hard to protect him and keep him alive. And she didn't hesitate at it, though, did she? She sure did not. That's the thing. <laughs> See, that's where I'm saying, I don't know how bittersweet it was for her. I think it was more, because to me, she she didn't hesitate. And when he's when she realized he was just as crazy as he's ever been, that, no, he had to go, Mad Dog had to go down. No, I, and think, I, think, it, I think it was bittersweet for her because she... Because like I said, she put so much energy into helping him and protecting him. And she kept thinking he was going to change and he never would change. And finally, he does something that is so absolutely horrible that it completely destroys her life and has her kids scattered all over the place. She's like, she's like, exactly. She's like, you're gone. Experiment's over. Yep. Can't deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that, Check I, out. <laughs> I think she was listening to our podcast for the past, like, five or so episodes. We're like, why the hell are they keeping Troy around? Right. Like, why are they keeping Troy around? And finally, she's like, fuck. I was super surprised that she killed him right there, though. I did not see that coming. I, I thought uh, there was going to be something wrong with, like, the handover of the detonator Oh, same or here. Like I that. thought he was like, going to blow it while they were down there, yeah. and their water was going to start rushing in, and they were going to have to save their lives. <laughs> I, I had a feeling Troy wasn't going to be getting out of this episode. One way or the other, because he, he he just can't keep going on. I mean, the dude's too just too batshit crazy. And you know, especially I I had a feeling something bad was going to happen when he was getting into that conversation with Maddie while they were uh, planning the explosives, and he's talking about how he's better and and you know has has he gotten you know has he done right by her now and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm that thinking, was an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, and this the, to me, I was listening to this thing and I'm thinking. Suicide. This is it. He's done. Yeah. He's over. This is this is his way of get, uh, going out. And because uh, it was just so, it was just such a bizarre conversation. But you know, the beginning of the episode when they are still back at the bazaar, the only reason they end up leaving there was because he overheard that conversation. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. the proctors are getting ready to go do something. Yeah. I yeah, guess. he went to their staging area. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, but if he hadn't made that move, Nick would probably not even gone to the dam, right? Right. right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're I mean, right. he did he something beneficial. Saved the day a little bit. Right, and it's but it but you know, it's it's good the way they did it because they showed him in the position we've started seeing him in as being part of the group, mm-hmm. you know, as being a contributing member of the group. But they ended his dialogue with the fact that he was still batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they brought us back to reality with this guy. And and then he had a ball pin hammer upside the head. Well, at least they didn't hang on the whole um, them getting fucked up at the bazaar. Like oh, we were God, talking about, like, yes. oh, in the God, last episode. Well, you know, I was right about that one, too, because it was walkers right. that Get they were harvesting from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is disgusting. How disgusting do you have to be to eat that crap? That scene was awesome, actually. Yes. When he was going around slicing and their heads the cart. off. And, and then they would slice their and faces then, yeah, off. And then the butcher was cutting their faces Blech. off. Gross. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the grocery cart full of heads. Yeah. Oh, I, I almost forgot. That was great. What a great mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Yeah. I remember even when I first saw it, you know, because the first image you see is, is ground level, the wheels in the front of that cart. And they're just covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, what in the hell? Is Efren back out again? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my God. Oh, man, what is this going to be? And then we started seeing those heads and I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. Nick, I'm going to enjoy this. Nick seemed to really be like 
in his place though. Like he was happy. Yeah, he was making there. money, baby. He's yeah, making he's money. Like, as long as you need it, I'll keep keep harvesting. I know. That's then right. he had to come back to reality again and go save mama. Damn Troy. <laughs> Troy even screwed up his day. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> I know. He was getting bombed at the bar. But when they get to the dam, Daniel, like, he instantly does not trust Troy. Right. Daniel's a smart man. He's a smart man, but he's, for me in this one, he was almost like, like, it's not just insight, you know? Like, he just, he just didn't like the guy. I think most start. people, he, he was I think most something. people are a little creeped out by Troy. Yeah. When they meet him. Yeah. I think he, he gives off that air. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, that there's something not quite right about him. Yeah, I agree. I like he called him a college student or a college boy. Yeah. Well, he did call it, what do you call it, Hermano? Yes. 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 Yeah, and he said... Uh, he said, you not, are not my brother. Asshole. <laughs> yes, in, in Spanish, but yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. <laughs> and did you understand that? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel is nice. like, I mean, he's legitimately a badass. Yeah. yeah, and he's getting he's getting more and more of a badass. More people that die around him because he's like, screw it. Yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna do what I gotta mm-hmm. do to survive and keep my people safe. I'm taking a bullet yeah. to the face and all that kind of stuff. But I, I also I also kind of chuckled because um, they had that scene where uh, Taka comes to visit him and to give him the I guess the uh Ophelia's necklace or whatever. Yes, yeah. Oh, the, and, the, the, the and graphics. they're talking. You know, they're talking. The rosary, yeah. And um, <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, all right, enough with the noble Indian thing. Come on, man. Could you stand any taller and stiffer than you are at this moment? I'm like, God, lighten up, man. Crazy Dog's not like that at all. No. No, he's not. Crazy Dog's but just Taka's, a guy. Taka's the leader, so he has to be I more honest, stoic. I honestly thought that Daniel was going to beat the shit out of him at that point. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he already knew what he had made Ophelia do. Right. You know, right. so he he didn't say anything, took it and let mm-hmm. the guy go. But, yeah, I mean, Daniel was definitely... Well, I think, I think he also was... Yeah. But I think he kind of wrapped, her, wrapped his head around the fact that um, because of her being a warrior now, she saved a lot of people. And so, he, you know, he I don't think he was quite as mad at Taka about that because she had stepped up and done the job. Mm-hmm. No, but I think he was definitely looking for someone to blame. He was trying to figure out what the hell happened. Oh, yeah. Um, with the with the horde. Yep. Oh, he wanted he wanted the boy toy to put him down. And somehow Nick was able to work his way around to Jake, which I thought was. He didn't believe him, though. Daniel didn't believe him at that point. Like, I I think I think Daniel heard that story and heard, OK, that's a, a enough of a believable excuse. I'll let you go. But I don't think he believed him. He didn't believe him. At I, all at I, that point. No. I, I disagree with you. I disagree really? with you. I think I think when Nick told him that he had killed Jeremiah, that it was Nick that had killed mm-hmm. Jeremiah and that drove Jake over the edge. I think at that point he did. Mm, I, don't agree. I think that convinced him. Well, Daniel was like, oh, right, uh, go find your mother. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I'll let you slide on that. But I think he knew. And that's where I was. Well, that's where I don't I, know why he would let him slide on that. Because he got some information out of him. And because he it wasn't he wasn't against Nick. He wasn't trying to bring Nick down. He was trying to right. get information out of Nick. So it, I know. at that I know. point, he was like, all right, I'll let Nick roll on this one. But... 
the thing that I was confused as how he was able to parse so much positive understanding of what that situation was if he didn't he never even met Jake or you know you know he barely knew Troy he was right. his mind was made up before Nick sat down mm-hmm. he knew what had uh-huh. happened right and that's right. what I was saying at the beginning when he met Troy I think he has already had his mind made up this guy was a bad character yep. and he was just sure. looking for the dirt to prove that you know right right I agree but I think uh, but I also think that that Nick may have convinced him the other way you know, I don't he know, didn't man. like you said. He didn't know Jake. He didn't know Jake. Jake. Jake, as far as he's concerned, Jake could be batshit crazy like Troy. That's true. He was a brother, and so maybe he was like super crazy. And and he was suspicious because it's very convenient to have the one dead guy be the guy that did it. But when when Nick revealed the fact that that he was the one who had actually killed Jake's father, that it had pushed him over the edge, and that Jake was was you know would never do anything against the the ranch. You know why wouldn't he believe that? Because you know? yeah, because he he's already got his heart set on the fact that Troy's the bad guy. He's got his heart set on the fact that Troy's Troy's not a good guy, but he doesn't necessarily have his heart set on the fact that Troy. I think he thinks Troy was responsible for Ophelia's thing, but I don't think he knows that. Well, I think he needs somebody to take his anger out on, and he was hoping that would be Troy, because right. Troy is giving off these vibe bad vibes, and uh, he needed Nick to just confirm it for him. Right, and, he, and and I think he finally resigned to the fact that he wasn't going to have that person, and that's why he ended the, the interrogation. Mm-hmm. I still don't think he believed him. Okay. Yeah. But I think we both, we are going to disagree on that happily. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Finally, we got something. Before all that happened, though, that was Stick when, a pin in that one, Stuart. Before all that happened, though, that was when um, Alicia and I guess we find out uh, her name's Diana, yeah. Um, where they are driving away and, and they get hit by that. Yeah, oh, they get ambushed. That yeah, was ambushed. a crazy scene. Yeah, it was. That scared the crap yeah. out of me. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah. The lady started holding their own and beating some ass, though. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. Diana got her leg broken or whatever like the hell happened. Carol and Maggie all over again. How did her leg get broken? Was that by the guy? The guy had an iron. Yeah, he the guy hurt. had that pipe. Remember, yeah. he hit her in the leg with the pipe. Gotcha. The sad oh. thing is, whatever happened to her, we never see her again. Makes me no. think she's probably she like went the way of like Milton and his experiments. I bet no, she didn't. <laughs> well, uh, she was in surgery. I mean, the surgeon she, took care of her. Yeah, she brought her yeah. back to leg. the bazaar to line her up for surgery, and that was when she got pulled in to help out Proctor John. And that was I think it. she's yeah. I think she's still at the bazaar. Doesn't mean she's alive. Proctor John could have been like, I want Alicia for myself, so treat her friend nicely and do her well, and then once we're yeah. gone. You can take her out because we don't need her take anymore. Take her teeth yeah. and her fingers. Yep. We may never know. We may find out. I don't know. I don't know. So, and then our boys Taka and and uh, Crazy Dog, Crazy Horse, Crazy Frog, <laughs> crazy, whatever his name is. Crazy Horse. Crazy Frog. <laughs> crazy Frog. Uh, this, they leave, say they're heading north. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, you know, we know you, we, you guys need our help. Screw you. We're out of here. <laughs> and, he, and he said that. He said that. He did. You know, he, he, he said, uh, we're not dying here. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's, you know, it's yeah. been great. Later. Right. It's been good to walk with you, Madison, but we're not dying here. Yeah. We've heard some of those people we didn't give two shits about in the last two episodes are <laughs> heading north. <laughs> so we're going to go see where they are and see if we can take advantage of whatever supplies they got. That's right. That's right. But what about the fact that Strand just sold out all of his buddies uh, and this major attack is happening. I mean, he says he did it f- to protect them. 
I'm but still unclear exactly what his motivations were throughout the whole thing, and we we may not actually really know yet. Um, but well, he knew he knew they were going to be going after the dam anyways. He knew the Proctors were going to be. They had their eye on the dam, so he decided, okay, I'm going to open up a gate for them, a doorway, uh, if I can save Madison and Nick and Alicia and, and get them and out of there. set himself up at the when the dam yeah, he, at the dam yeah, to run the dam exactly. Right. Yeah, set himself up as the leader of the dam. Uh, and then that's it. I mean, that's that was his motivation was to make his play and, and secure safety for them. Mm-hmm. Boy, he did. He screw up, though. Yeah. And it was very weird that he kind of looked like a child when he was trying to uh, confess all that to Nick and hoping mm-hmm. that Nick was going to say, OK, that's all right, because he knew that Madison wouldn't go along with it. Yeah, he was sweating right. bucket, buckets yeah. there. And in the end, got Ephraim killed and Lola. Mm-hmm. Lola was pretty sad. So Lola. I got a little beef with that one. Lola. <laughs> Lola. Lola, Lola, um, Lola. was shot where? In the... In the um, body and in the head. No, no, no. When she was, like, she was in that same lookout room where Ephraim was, right? When mm. she got killed? No. No. She was out on the dam. She yep. went to go start killing Proctors. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. That's right. She got mm-hmm. killed on the dam, but when they find her later on, when Daniel finds her, yeah. she's like... Propped up against a wall near a staircase or something. Yeah, she's they not put her on there on the dam. No, no, no. They that was on the top of the dam. That was on the the, the roadway on the top of the Why z- would they dam. Put Someone her did. There? Somebody pulled her aside, propped her up there, and put a sign on the front of her. And the sign, I, 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 it was in Spanish, but I think it said "Queen of the Dam" or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh. They had propped her up there as a, you know, as a sign. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, with a sign. <laughs> yeah. As a sign with a sign. And she was covered in blood because she had been shot helping, a couple times. Helping no, helping Daniel first. Mm. That got blood all over her, and then I guess Ephraim yep. and then you know, so on and so forth. And then she got shot up. Okay, okay. That explains it. Thank you. Dumb move. Mm-hmm. That was a dumb move on her part. What the hell is yeah. she gonna do? She was angry. For was some like, reason she liked that. that Lola's little... last stand. You know the other problem I have is that they use the word proctor. Which mm-hmm. I keep Proctor wanting to say proct- proctologist. Oh. <laughs> and it just bothers me. I do not want to say that. I was thinking Procter and Gamble the whole time. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's not. It's, I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking any of that. I was okay. thinking Proctor John. Well, there's a lot of medical stuff people. going on here. Did anybody look up the John Proctor stuff? Maybe there's a. John Proctor. No, I'm serious. Oh, I don't know. Because remember we talked about John oh, yeah, Proctor, Proctor last yeah, time yeah, from true. the Salem Witch Trial? You, you looked, Scott right. looked it up while we were talking. Yes. There has to be some sort of correlation. It, Scott proved that. Sure. Last time yes. we were talking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you not listen to the episode, Kim? I don't think. Were I you did. not there? Because we were discussing it. <laughs> I left oh, the room. <laughs> serenity now. Serenity now. <laughs> that was when Brent, Kim's uh, brain was leaking out of her ear. Yes. Oh, I remember Ooh. that. Yeah. That's right. At certain she had the points, bloody I just, nose from thinking. I just shut down during the conversation <laughs> yeah. and let y'all go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Out. <laughs> like Stuart is droning on again. <laughs> Good, I get to take a nap. I don't I, I, I love him. I love him, but I really wish he would just shut the hell up. <laughs> okay. Oh. Just for All right. Me. Well, I tell you what. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into. Um, what are we going to get into? The second hour. I don't know. Kim's going to take a go. nap. I'm going to shut the hell up. <laughs> For a few Excellent. minutes. So I guess when you come when we come back, I will be the only one here. Yes. Yes. See you in a minute. <laughs> Woohoo! 
We're back, and we're going to go back up on the top of the dam again and talk about all the stuff that was going on up there because there was a ton of stuff. So we had we had the proctors invade the uh, dam through the uh, tunnel, the water tunnels underneath, which Strand had cleared out, right? Yeah, which they were complaining about how hard it was, even though there was probably only like one guy there fighting them, maybe mm -hmm. maybe three. Now the problem was is that they they had a they had enough people they felt to cover what they thought would be the only ways in, but but Strand had turned the water going in the other direction, which yes. meant that those tunnels freed up. So that was one they weren't expecting, and they came up inside the dam instead of from the outside. I loved it when they when John Proct when Proctor John and Strand were talking, and Strand was talking about uh, Lola being dead. And Proctor yeah. said she keeps springing up like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah, whack-a-mole, right. You keep saying she's dead, and she keeps springing up like a whack-a-mole. I'm sorry, that was funny to me. It is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, he had a couple of funny lines up on there, but that was, uh, that was a pretty, uh, that was, that was a pretty gruesome situation up there, where they're executing all those people by throwing them off the dam wow yeah mm -hmm. and, and they were hitting and, the sides know, going down and 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 <laughs> i have to admit i kind of kind of laughed a little bit at, at strands thinking that he could just walk them out of there i know you know you know they're 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 executing they're executing the workers right there right and strand tells the other guy that proctor john told me to take to execute these two Mm -hmm. Well, where are you going to go do that, dude? Yeah, right. You're We're doing gonna, it right here. You're going to walk them past and then go do it somewhere? Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't make any sense to me. And, it, and of course, it broke down pretty fast. But uh, but still, yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, just a simple suggestion that, like, okay, I'm going to walk you guys out of here. When he's already not being trusted yeah. at this point. Yeah. Well, not only that, it actually, it only broke down because Lola showed up and started firing away on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the only reason and that Madison it, that called went out. To pieces. No, right. no, no, yeah, it did go to pieces. But it, that when he is, is walking across the dam, there's no way he's getting out of there and not being recognized as to what he's doing. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there was one guy already looking at him. Strangely, yeah, there was like there, I think there was like five guys standing on the dam that were like you're saying executing other people. It's not like they're yeah. going to be like, oh, there's that guy walking with two other people. Let's just let him go by. We'll let him have that corner over there where he can execute his yes, people. Yes, yeah. Right, no, right. That didn't. But I guess it was desperate measures with Strand at that point. And then, you know, and then Proctor John shows up and takes out Lola um, with, the, uh, with the snazzy Luger he's carrying around. When jo Proctor John originally captured the three, Madison, Alicia, and um, Nick, and was talking about how they were going to be the next to die... None of them mm -hmm. really looked too upset yet. And it wasn't until Nick pretty much sacrificed himself and said that he was going to 
stay on the bridge and wanted his mom and wife, mom and sister to leave. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when it seemed like everybody was like, oh, shit, now it's real. Well, it was kind of like they thought they were going to get out of that situation before Nick gave it up. Either that or they were they were just resigned to it. You know, I think they were I, I think Madison and and Alicia were just kind of resigned to it. And Nick was kind of like, eh. Screw it. Well, the other thought that I had was that maybe Madison didn't fight so much because all three of them were going to be dying together. If one of them had to be left behind, that's a little bit worse. Yeah, but you remember, you know? she wasn't going to be dying. Dr. John said she wasn't going to be killed. She was going to be the witness to this. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. right. So she, yeah, so she wasn't going to be dying. She was going to be, she was going to be around afterwards. So mm-hmm. I think they just yeah. kind of resigned themselves to it. And, and I also think that, that, I still think Kim Dickens has a tough time trying to portray motherly emotion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she should have been look looking a lot more stricken than she was about the fact that her two kids are about to get killed. That's what I mean, yeah. Like, she didn't look upset until Nick was taking the sacrifice for the rest of the family. Right, right. Which kind of ticked me off again for poor Alicia, because it's like, oh, she doesn't care if Alicia dies, but here goes Nick, he's going to sacrifice himself, and now she's, like, totally distraught. And wasn't Alicia supposed to be the one that was popped off first anyway? Isn't that what Proctor John said? He was, he was, that was kind of his mercy to her. Y'all do you first so you don't have to watch them die or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how Nick came to the head of the queue at that point. But, uh, but he said his big goodbyes to Strand and lifted the bomb control. Yeah, how do you, how do you get away with that? Like pickpocket that It's a thing. pickpocket. I know, but that's it's quite a, a, it's pretty large device. It is. Strand, Strand's walking around in a pretty big, heavy coat. He did, yeah, he had the big, like, naval coat on. Yeah, you know, and you can, you know, you can reach down in there and grab stuff out of those things without people knowing it. They're, they're pretty stiff. Are you it's, good at that, uh, Scott? Yeah, actually. <laughs> it was still, it was, I mean. That's the, what got me through college. The detonator was kind of a large <laughs> item to be getting out of there with no one noticing. Because on the opposite side of the contrast to that is that Nick does not wear a lot of large clothing. No. So where the hell but was he, he did hiding the old man, entire time? He had the old man jacket on, though. Oh, did he? Yes. You can get the old man jacket stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. His, his yellow coat. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a sandwich in there, too. Good. I betcha. <laughs> well, the fact that um, Crazy Dog and Taka stayed behind, I guess you could say, and opened mm-hmm. fire from the hillside. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. that was their intention all along, or did they hear the gunfire and circle back? I think they were hiking away and realized, okay, there's some other shit that was going on. Let's set up here before you know we get too far away that they maybe they could lend a hand. Because yeah. I mean, like Crazy Dog was... Yeah, he was in the military. I guess he was a, a sniper. Maybe a sniper. Yeah, obviously he was good at long range at some point. But, um, yeah, so I think they kind of held back. Mm-hmm. Taka wasn't well, doing anything thing... except, like, take that guy out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I liked it with Taka. Use the wind. Taka said, uh, yeah, well, he said, yeah, exactly. He said, nice headshot. And the other guy was like, no, that was supposed to be a lung shot. Yeah. Like that. And he goes, well, I guess it was the wind. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a good line. Um, I, one thing I couldn't figure out though was why did Crazy Dog, Crazy Horse, Crazy Foot, whatever his, his name, name is, name is Crazy he, Dog. Okay, why did he stop shooting? He shot two guys and then just stopped. I was and, wondering that you know, myself. Why, and then he started up again. 
you know, later on, I'm just kind of like, why are you not just picking these guys off the bridge? They didn't know where you were. They were still huddled up in a circle looking around trying to figure out where you're coming right, from. Right, right, right. And the only you person... could have taken out a lot of guys. Yeah, the only person he had to avoid was Nick and Strand. That was easy. Yeah. Right. But again, I like Proctor John's, like, whole reaction to the entire thing. He's very calm during the whole thing. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, would you take care of that guy? And like, <laughs> No, he's, he's like, well, this is a new element. Yeah, but yeah, it was, but let's get this taken care of and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like he said, though, he said, uh, he says, this is a predicament, but it's not a game changer. Oh, yeah. Did you think yeah. Nick was actually going to blow up the bridge? Uh, I figured eventually he was going to. Because I mean, he says, this is my suicide note. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, he was ready. Well, he was ready to go. And he knew he was in a bad situation. The When they finally move on him, when they realize, OK, the other their little um, dinghy isn't getting away. I was actually thinking, God, why didn't they move on him earlier? They could have, there's nothing that he could have really done. Yeah, they blow up the dam, but I mean, still. Yeah, I mean, even when he blew how, it up. How else was he going to get out of that situation but blow up the dam? But even when they blew it right. up, it's not like they all fell into the water right away either. It took a while for of course. the top part of the dam to start to deteriorate. But I knew I knew he was eventually going to blow the thing up. I mean, we're not going to go through all this talking about blowing up this dam and not blow this dam up. And when he even tells everybody there, this is my suicide note, like, hello, mm-hmm. I'm going down uh-huh. no, ma- no matter what. Yeah. Right. And there was no way for him to get out of the, that predicament. Even if, even if, even if uh, Crazy Foot, Crazy Hair, whatever his name is up there <laughs> picking off people, he's not going to get them before uh, they eventually get Nick. So he wasn't getting out of that one way or the other. So. Well, when he did blow it, that was... That was a really exciting scene. It was. I wasn't real big on the special effects, though. No, it was a bit cheesy, but I could let it yeah. slide just yeah. because of the intensity of the scene. And it, the, it was a little bit of a twist to think that here you think that Nick's going to be the one that's in trouble. But when in reality, it's the boat and all of its occupants that are in trouble. Well, um, they were all in trouble. And for the boat to get sucked in to the dam. <laughs> yeah. That was... It was a little sci-fi channel. It was a little bit, like, <laughs> Sharknado type, yeah. but... <laughs> but you're, like, still... looking through the hole, and they're, like, getting sucked at you. Like, yeah, that was a little silly. It was, but it was <laughs> still intense. Yeah. But all of the all of them were in danger. Nick was still in yeah. danger. All of them up on the, on the thing. We don't know if that thing fell down or not. No, but the no point clue. is, Nick did right. not... The whole thing didn't just fall into the into the lake i mean it was Maybe the people that, that were in the water that were in the immediate danger the people on top of the right. dam they could have still run off the dam and survived we have no idea yeah but there Maybe. were like big cracks going down they're like oh, yeah it was crack. not the immediate uh-huh. danger that we thought it was going to be no you thought no, the whole thing was just going to blow it's a pretty big dam well i thought that the, i didn't know they had just put the c4 on the damn. bottom level i thought they had like you know yeah. spanned the dam well, yeah, it's impressive that they had um, enough C4. Like, Ephraim like, knew right away, we got enough C4 to blow the dam. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, Ephraim knows a good bit about C4. I was going to say, Ephraim <laughs> is a surprisingly well-informed uh, street priest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, um, and had really no bearing on this episode, other than they had to make him. sure you knew he was dead with a bullet hole in his head. Right. Which was cool. I was very happy to see that that was finally taken care of. Yes. But they showed Ephraim like two or three times in the episode, never said anything. 
But well, he said one tr- thing. What did he say? Yeah, he's talking about that they need to blow the oh, dam yeah, 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 and let yeah, the water yeah. down the river. Yeah, and, and but then Turn yes, it to the people. yeah, someone finally killed him. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you. He got his wish though. Yep. Whoever shot him, thank you. Nonetheless, I thought the scene of the boat going through the wall yes. was very good. It was very well written. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. It was performed. <laughs> CGI wise, but um, it's really good because that's like one of my biggest fears is to get pulled under Did like that. Did you see that CGI deer that was on the side of the Oh, dam? stop. <laughs> With Michonne trying to kill him? Yeah. yeah. You're ridiculous. His head was like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a and disembodied they had the, and the junk deer. And the junkyard in the background? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are taken away from my moment. I'm sorry. I... Oh, uh, that, that's that, true. That actually was probably for me like one of the least intense parts of the, oh like, the two episodes. When the dam blew, like, and and they're getting sucked down through. I was like, they're getting sucked down into it, like the tidy bowl guy down oh into God. the toilet. Like, like seriously. Just run with the story, y'all. Okay, okay. I hey, don't throw me in there. I'm not saying this. That's just me. That's, that's just him. Me. That's him. I actually thought it was. I actually thought it was pretty cool. Okay, that's because right after that happens was when she goes into her dream sequence, which was the that was a very cool scene. That was one of the best scenes of the whole two hours. All right, all right, all right. So speaking of speaking of, let's talk about the dream sequences. Okay, they were prevalent throughout the second episode, the second part. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's two, right? Two or Uh, three? Three. Three. Okay, there were three. All right. Yeah. 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 They were intensely creepy, um, weird, interesting. And I don't necessarily understand what they were about. <laughs> I have to say. Oh, um, it, it was kind of weird because the Christmas one was all about like what they could have had. Yeah. When uh-huh. if the ranch like, was not destroyed, but yeah, the ranch was going well. It yeah. was like Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. Because almost. you have dead people showing up in it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. That, almost all of them were dead people. Yeah. That don't. But they're all sitting around. And yeah. And then they have the blood all over the table. And well, that part it, was cheesy even, to me. Even finding, even finding, you know, Nick with Luciana, with Luciana and the baby. Uh, what was that about? Um, it was a dream destroyed. She has always wanted grandchildren. Uh, gotcha. And now she's got a grandchild that's a zombie. Well, she, yeah, that's what she was talking about with Strand on the dam was what yeah. that she wanted. Oh, I know that. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so exactly. these are all those dreams realized mm-hmm. uh, and destroyed. Yeah, Christmas is always her favorite holiday. She always cooks a good turkey. She wanted grandkids. All the trimmings. She wanted great grandkids. She likes to hang out in graveyards. Apparently, she loves uh, putting cranberry juice all over the table. Well, the, uh-huh. the the blood scene on the table that was that was not good for me. Like that, like they like you said, Stuart. You said that they needed to pan out a little bit so you could see more of the yeah. blood like dripping off the table, which they yeah. should have yeah. because it just looked right. like a flood yeah, of it blood. Looked, it looked like a bunch but, of people going like, "All right, who spilled that?" Exactly, <laughs> and the food needed to have blood on it. I felt like you got to admit though, you got to admit though, one of the best parts of all those was Big Country was back. Oh yeah, I know. Oh yeah, he was back. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was that like, was yeah, good. Big Country. I know, I was talking about that too. And then, of course, you get the classic, she's going to see Otto's grave, and he pops out of it with his hand and grabs her and pulls her under. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazing. That was very exciting. Yep, and then Travis shows up and tries to pull her out. Mm-hmm. 
But even even the scenes, the scenes from her, you know, going back and forth from the dream sequence to her underwater were fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the underwater scenes were almost as creepy as the as the dream scenes. Yep. Because you could see the silhouettes of bodies going by yes. and so forth above her and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was it was fantastically done. Floaters. Fantastically done. Well, the part where Travis is trying to pull her out, pull her out, mm-hmm. I thought was amazing too because that's like her going into the light, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like Travis is on the other side. If she goes to him, then she's in heaven pretty much, and she's you know she's given up on this life and gone to the next life. Mm-hmm. Right. But she. He's like he lets go of her, and he's like, "Nope, it's not your time yet." And she gets sucked back into the real world. That was yep. great. Yep, I thought I thought those dream sequences were fantastic. I wasn't quite picking up on everything about them, but visually they were really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I really loved the pictures of her underwater. I did with too. Light shining down and so forth. I yeah. thought that was those were fantastic pictures. And then the best is when she washes up on shore, and that little girl's like, "Hi." Yep. Hold <laughs> She's on. like, "Hey." What's going on? <laughs> Just as there's here. a body floating by in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like, can you help me, maybe? <laughs> it's a little surreal. Little surreal. <laughs> it was a fantastic but, finale. I was uh-huh. very impressed, especially yeah. for Fear of the Walking Dead. This time last year, I would have not been saying that. No, I can't even remember what was the finale in last year. Oh, it was the um, when they got caught at the border, the gunfire. Ah, oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 No, and you know, you know me. I don't. I'm not a big fan of just having this huge cliffhanger, um, like they did with with uh, who got smashed by Negan's bat. Mm-hmm. But I thought the cliffhangers in this one were great because mm-hmm. there's a whole slew of them. It's not, you know, it's just we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Troy's gone. We know that Troy's dead. Yeah, but we don't know about Daniel. We don't know about. Uh, Nick, we don't know about Alicia, Strand. They're all alive. Yeah, or Proctor John. He's alive too, I bet. Daniel's pretty screwed up. I, I actually had counted Daniel out in this episode before he came back. When he was at the bottom of that um, sewer grate or whatever. Yeah, the well. Was, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I and thought he was going to get flooded. Well, he just got left there, but he's all in the light. I was like, someone's going to find him down there. There's no way. Yeah. I thought he it was, was pretty screwed. badass when he got out of there, and he's he's walking through that doorway, and those three guys are coming down the stairs, and he starts playing, oh, I'm so hurt. Yeah, oh, yeah, he beats the crap me. out of them. And then he beats the crap out of all three of them. That was very well played. That was good. Yeah. So what do you guys think about the rumor that Proctor John talks about going to Texas, going to Houston on the boat, and that that could lead us to the crossover for The Walking Dead? I don't know. Well, they, you know, that was one of the things that they said is they had three boats. And I was thinking, like, what are they doing with these boats? But they obviously they used it to come in on the lake. But what mm-hmm. else are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, where, right. I don't know. He says he has, you know, his tentacles reach pretty far now. Well, he said all the way from Texas to the to Baja. So. Yeah. I'll tell you one one thing I kind of speculated on a little bit is perhaps Taka and, and Crazy Shoe heading up north. Um, somehow get sucked in with Negan's people, or at least Crazy Dog. Well, the most and maybe that's where the crossover we get to see at some point. It makes the most sense that it's the Proctor people. If they're going to Texas, that's where Abraham's army originated from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Rosita and Abraham. Yep. Most likely, it's not going to be Eugene that does the crossover, but it would make total sense if Abraham encounters them 
at the beginning because he says yeah, but wasn't no, but he was batshit crazy at the time though no not back then he was with he his wife and two kids abraham was and he was in texas and he was running with a group and the reason that she ended up dying is because he found out that some of those guys raped his wife and he mm. went batship crazy at that point and started attacking them gotcha. and then gotcha. the wife and the two kids got killed by walkers hmm. and then uh, rosita's from houston mm-hmm. so and and obviously um uh michael cudlitz doesn't have any commitment to walking dead right now exactly and so Rosita probably he won't soon work. either. Yep. He needs to work. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's, he needs to work. He's got work. all that red hair dye. He's got to do something with it. <laughs> but it would make the fans happy, don't you think? Mm-hmm. They love Abraham. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. He was a fan favorite, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my... Okay. All right. I like my it. My theory. I like it. We're going with it. Okay. Abraham's going to be there and Crazy Dog's hanging out with Negan's people. Okay. Okay, cool. Put down the gavel. we're done here yay all right well we're gonna take a break and then when we come back we're gonna do um our hit or miss segment and then look at some listener feedback so we'll be right back all right we're back we're gonna go into our hit or miss segment you know what i think we need to have some music for this hit or miss segment guys i don't know why we don't have some music Stuart, can you make that happen yes sir we need some hit or miss music. <laughs> some baseball dun, dun, music. Dun, dun. <laughs> Take me out to the ball. Scott is calling the shots tonight. I man. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. So, Kim, what was your hit? Well, my hit was very easy, and that is the entire finale. Okay. Well, that's broad. Um, I, uh, yeah. Well, you know, given the history of this series, I think it's. Um, very telling that this this season finale was so amazing that it rivals The Walking Dead finally, and this this entire season has been fantastic. What is really amazing is that it's the last season that Dave Erickson is going to be involved. I don't know what happened in the writers' room that made everything change from season one and season two, but season three has been fantastic. I think it's called ratings. Yeah, but those ratings had to come from something. Yeah, there was that, yeah they had the content develop those ratings. Yeah, so, yeah. but now we've got Dave Erickson on the way out, Scott M. Gimple's on the way in, which I am super excited about. So if season three was awesome, season four is probably going to be fantastic. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I agree. Stu? Uh, my hit was the showdown between Nick and Proctor John on the dam. Mm-hmm. I think that was an awesome scene and um, just, you know, kind of seeing how the two characters played it all out. Because, I, again, my my real hit was just this Proctor John because he mm. was he was a great character and played throughout this entire finale. And, you know, his his um, interactions with uh, Alicia when she's putting it or he's putting her on the spot of like, OK, you know, I told all my guys, if this doesn't work out, of course, you're all dead. Alicia of Los Angeles. Yeah, Alicia. Exactly. Yeah. He all, he keeps referring to her as Alicia of Los Angeles, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's his his character was great. But then him kind of hitting Nick, who is you know our main protagonist in this in this battle right now, especially with Madison it. falling to the wayside so much recently. Yeah, I loved it when um when when he was confronting uh, Alicia and her family and and uh, they were talking about Troy. 
and mm-hmm. and he said i think nick said uh yeah well he that guy's not around anymore and my mom killed him and <laughs> proctor john was like alicia of los angeles you have one messed up family <laughs> yes yeah 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 or so yeah it was something like you yeah, have a really crazy family dynamic or something like that yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah that was, was really great good. that was a great line you know, it's it is interesting though when you think about it. Like uh, when the whole series started out three years ago, uh, there was a lot of focus on Nick, and there's always been somewhat kind of focus on Nick. But he always kind of gets out of the camera, out of the picture a little bit. You know, he kind of disappears, right. and then he disappears into the bazaar mm-hmm. in our last episode before we, yeah. we catch the season finale. And um, so we're kind of shooting in the dark as to like. You know, okay, who's coming out? Is Alicia the one that's coming out as the leader? Is Madison the one that's coming out the, mm-hmm. as the leader? But here again, we're kind of shown no Nick is the one mm-hmm. that's he's the one that's kind of the main player in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, Madison to some degree and Alicia to some degree have a lot of control in the situation, but Nick is the one that kind of is the one that's stepping up against the the bad guy. You know, the main the main guy at this point. So right. Well, they're yeah. all, they've all become survivors in, for, for, yeah. in different ways. And that's for definitely sure. But Nick has definitely take, stepped up as far as, uh, as a, what, what do we want to say, protagonist? Yeah, I, well, maybe it's because of his own stupidity, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but he, he is the one that always ends up stepping forward a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, and, you know, he was the one that saved them with, uh, you know, in some of the earlier seasons because he was the only one that could deal with the walkers. Mm-hmm. Right. And and, so. I th- and and I think it, a lot of it has to do with his just general whatever happens, happens attitude. Yeah. You know, because he certainly wasn't all torn up about the fact he was about to get executed. And because uh, he actually had a smile on his face and was kind of skipping along while the other two were looking pretty solemn. Yeah, I mean, he's his control is pushing the limits of how far he can go. And, um, you know, that is his control, though. It's not that he's completely out of control. It's just seeing how far he can take it. Yep. Yep. Right. Very good. What about um, you, Scott? My hit. My hit. Uh, you know, actually, you know, like you, I, I think the whole show was a hit. But there was one very small one that happened in the first three minutes of the show that I really liked. And that was the shot Nick made with that head into the basket. <laughs> made a basketball oh, yeah. shot. Yeah. I was like, nice follow through for Brit. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that was great. He just had a nice arc and it went right into the basket. That was great. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my hit. Kimmy? Uh, well, I would be remiss if I did not have an honorable mention for my hits. Oh, of course oh, you would. It. Oh, of course you would. I know. I have to call out the fact that we saw a classic zombie scene. I'm sorry, okay. but... Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say that one right off the bat. That should be your biggie. Well, I mean, it's pretty high up there, but I needed to call out the entire episode because it was so fantastic. But um, this is a super-duper close second. So the fact that we finally saw, like, a George Romero mm-hmm. zombie coming out of the ground and pulling somebody into a grave... Also seen on Stephen King's Crypt Keeper. No, Crypt. What was it? Was it Crypt uh, Keeper? Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Thank you. Also seen in that movie. Uh, and it was also very similar to some of the artwork that Bernie Wrightson has done over yes. the years. Yes. That was another one they pulled from. I could definitely tell. I mean, we've been waiting eight seasons 
of The Walking Dead for them to do something like this, and they've never done it before. So this is pretty huge that they finally did this, and the fact that they did it on Fear of the Walking Dead instead of The Mothership, that's even mm-hmm. bigger, I think. So yeah. kudos to the writers for going out like that. So that's awesome. Okay, so now we go from a high note to what stunk it up for you? Um, I think the... Uh, there's a couple of things I would say, but my biggest one would be the fact, and this is just from a personal level, is the fact that Strand sold out his friends. Now, Mm. let me put a caveat on that. I understand why he did it, because he felt like he was trying to protect them. But what separates what Strand did from what Troy did? Strand Uh just had the entire dam destroyed, basically. And put Madison's entire family at risk. Troy did the same exact thing by destroying the entire ranch and putting her family at risk and spreading them out. So, right. you know, coming at it yeah. from different perspectives, they kind of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we're not and we're not convinced that Troy or that uh, Strand did this out of some benevolence to help their family. He, you know, he very well could have done this mainly to set himself up at the dam afterwards. And that part of getting them out of there was just part of it. But his main motivation may have been really just to make sure he's set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. After his this own, goes yeah, down. It was, right. it was the initial part was selfish, but he could mm-hmm. still bring he could bring safety to the people that he, he was with the entire time. Right. Because right. he's still he's getting set up as the main guy. Why mm-hmm. the hell would Strand be the head of anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Strand by he far He brought is, the most toys to the table at that time. Yeah. He's not like Troy in that Troy is like, he is batshit crazy. Like, he's crazy. Right. Strand is just out for himself and selfish, so that's the same thing. But, you know, whatever. So they are different in that way, but, I mean, their actions are the same. And their actions yeah. resulted yeah. in the same effect. Right. Same result. Right. Oh, I agree with you, totally. Okay. Yeah. Stu, you got a miss? Um, the uh, boat being pulled through the dam still (laughs) (laughs) like come on they drew that one out so much it seriously was like Sharknado kind of like silly like oh the motor's not going now and then he still blows the dam Mm -hmm. and then they get pulled through the big crack in the dam but didn't you think that the boat was going to fall into like the little... We didn't see. The we little rooms, like... though, the little rooms that are in the walls of the dam? Oh, no, Troy because was. when you crack open a dam, it makes just a big crack. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a big crag in the, uh, the dam. There is no center of the dam. I guess not. <laughs> it's like and an We egg. don't know. The boat may have been pulled into one of the rooms. The yeah. boat disappeared. It's it's like an egg. A dam is when you blow it up. There's it just makes big cracks in it, <laughs> and it, it, everything pours out of one spot. I mean, the whole dam blew up. That's yeah. the thing that's silly. It's like, oh, we're getting pulled just through that one thing. Like it was just kind of weird. And then like the boat is gone. What happened to the other people in the boat? Madison's right. That's fine. the whole idea. Yeah. It's. I mean. Yeah. That's, it's. It, that's it, the Stu. That is the cliffhanger part of the I show. I understand. You don't okay. have to explain it to me. I understand that. <laughs> it was just silly. I know. Uh, so Madison is fine. I disagree with and you. And the on CGI that. does not help. Scott, I don't doubt that you disagree with me on that. No, you made that yeah. point. <laughs> I ex- absolutely. No, I thought the CGI. I agree. The CGI was cheesy a bit, but uh, you know, I thought it was exciting. I did too. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. All right. You suspension, suspension. Of much disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. Got to roll with it. All right. 
That's all right. <laughs> all right, Scott. Um, your miss. My, my miss uh, was a big miss. It's the fact that Ride with Norman Reedus is coming back. Oh, God. Oh, come on. That has nothing to Seriously? do with the show. You had nothing in the show that was a miss? Come on. No, no, that was the miss. Was, no, actually, my, my real miss if it went with the show would be the fact that Proctor John recovered really, really fast from having serious back surgery. Yeah, but, you know, I, I can, I, again, I, I disagree with you on that one a little bit because it was like, that was just trying to show how freaking crazy the guy was and tough he was, you know? Yeah, yeah but I'm sorry, but if you're in a boat that's going up and down in water, that's going to fucking hurt your back. Do you know how exactly. bad the injury was on his back? We just know that he had something. She, he cut him open. That that, that incision was at least like 10 inches long. I yeah, mean, slice something off his spinal cord. He might have been shaving him at that point. Whatever. Ah. Yeah, that, that one I, I Dr. thought Dr. John was, might have had an extremely hairy back. No. No. Like I, I, I did think that was a little silly how quickly he just all of a sudden. He, he had the hardest I, I time. No, I, I he had the, the hardest time like, being able to wiggle his toes. Yeah. And then he wiggles his toes and all of a sudden he's up on his feet. Like, did he have huh? a hard time? I thought yeah. it was pretty yes. quick that he. No, was they were all waiting. For a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were all waiting for it to happen. And then you saw a toe wiggle. And everybody's like, oh. Well, you don't tell Proctor John what to do. Maybe he just didn't want to do it yet. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I am upset about Norman Reedus' show coming back. That's just silly. Anyway. You know, Norman Reedus' show... Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he's going to be riding by in Texas. It's kind of exciting to Madison. me. Wow. wow. Not like I would t- tune in like on purpose, but if I come across it, it's a show I'm going to watch. It's kind wow. of like, you know, on the Travel Channel or the Food Channel where they're like... He's not nearly as entertaining and like, as those and Norman people. Reedus is there. And Norman Reedus is cooking. <laughs> when they like go, yeah. Or they, traveling. Right, yeah. They go no. naked. Vermont, no. and they're like, oh, well, there's Norman Reedus. Let's watch Norman Reedus. Yeah. No, no, this is, this is a show that follows around Norman Reedus so that he can go, man, this is cool. Man, this is cool. No, this is, this is not Anthony Bourdain going into Bourdain. Cambodia. Bourdain. And, you know, it, and giving a dialogue. Now, Norman Reese is like, oh, it's cool. But, okay, so, yeah, the dialogue is horrible. But the, the scenes are very lovely. Because it's Whatever. Norman Reedus. <laughs> it's only because it's Norman Reedus. If you go on Twitter and, and follow any Walking Dead stuff, you will understand, Scott. The mm-hmm. fandom oh, for Norman Reedus is insane. It I is want insane. Norman they to lick me. trade pictures. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out, by the way. They trade pictures of him, like playing cards. Yeah, uh, that's just sick. I mean, it's crazy. Come on, people. If if you're if you're at Walker Stalker, and all of a sudden you hear a bunch of girls screaming their heads off, it's yeah. because Norman's walked in the building. Or me. <laughs> no, that's oh, me honey. screaming at you, Stuart. Don't when you're kill yourself. Yeah, it's true. No, actually, Stuart and I, we, when we go to Walker Stucker, we're walking around and we see some of this stuff and we just crack up. <laughs> I start screaming because I saw a spider. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well. Speaking um, of all those fans. Ex- yeah. All of our fans were super excited about these episodes. You guys were very active on social media. And I just want to say thank you because you guys are uh-huh. awesome. Thanks for including so, us. Yeah. Tracy Streeter said, this episode had me pacing, screaming at the TV and saying, are you kidding me? <laughs> so good. <laughs> nice. Nice. 
Emmeline Veltkamp said, um, I don't think Nick is dead. I'm using horror movie logic on this one. Nobody. He's not dead. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, there's no I way. Agree. There's he's, no way. He's dead. one of the stars of the he's, show. He can't be dead. No, dead. no, no, no. But I think, but do you think one of them's dead? Of of the main guys? The people on the boat? No. Nope. Uh, Nick? No. Um, Taka? Hopefully. Um, he's not Daniel. dead. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's not yeah, dead. Daniel's a question mark. Daniel's not. He's dead. not dead. No, he's after all dead. that mess, no. He's no, not I, dead. again, like I said, like uh, the halfway through the the second episode, I thought, oh, he's raw, he's written off. He and Lola are dead. Lola leaves so, him, dies, and then he's. he's so we're going to come back from we're going to come back from the cliffhanger and have absolutely nobody dead. Correct. You mm-hmm. cannot kill Daniel. It has been tried. Proctor John. Alive. Probably his back may be hurting a little bit more. He's antag- He's the antagonist of next Makes season. Makes Scott probably. happy on that. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan Brookman said, best scene was Madison being drugged into the grave. Yay, Evan. Old school zombie throwback. Unfortunately, I suppose it was just part of some massive fever dream she periodically had throughout the episode. It was a pretty good finish overall. Hmm. So good. It was. Mark LaVarnway said, I love this show, but I think there are only three characters who have provided confirmation of their motives, and one is dead now. Troy is gone, and I think it's a shame. When he was exiled, he was motivated to destroy what he could not have, and it cost him. Strand's motivations were finally exposed. No matter if he says he was trying to protect the Clarks, his motivation was personal gain. Agreed. Yes, I agree. Proctor John, he's like a James Bond villain telling his entire plan to anyone who That's will listen. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Monologue much? <laughs> uh, Paige Vaughn said, uh, Sad to see Troy go, but I love the surprise of Madison killing him. I wasn't expecting it at all. The Christmas fantasy scenes scene was bizarre overall, but I found it hilarious Nick would have randomly found Lucy again. I'm also loving all these Sons of Anarchy similarities. First, <laughs> Dayton, Callie, and now MC. Hmm. Okay, I can't speak to that. Yeah, you know, I have not seen Sons of Anarchy. I'm sorry, I've, Paige. I've, I've watched some of it. I kind of know what she's talking about, uh, but I know I've had other people mention to me that they're kind of digging that. Yep. I know Dayton, Callie is usually at Walker Stalker, I think. Okay. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Melissa McClure said, since the Proctors are going to head to Houston, does that mean that Abraham's going to show up in the crossover? See? Mm. We know he came from Texas. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right. It's either Rosita or Abraham. Mm -hmm. Everything's bigger in Texas, even red people. (laughs) Even his red hair. Yes. Yeah. Gingers. Okay, so the ones we just read were for the first half of the season finale, and the ones we're going to read now are all about the second half. So Mark LaVarnway came back and said, Great finish, love the grave scene, and Daniel is a badass ghost face killer. But where did Crazy Dog get a fifty caliber Barrett sniper rifle on short notice? Glad he did. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Well, we are talking from? about the Mexico-Texas border, and there's like gun shops everywhere, so... But they didn't have weapons like that at the dam. They did at the ranch. And he took it with him. How do you know he took it with him? I'm just saying. I'm just Dude, saying. He could have hit it somewhere. Well, uh, He's a sniper. He's a sniper. Why would he not keep a sniper rifle? Because you don't have one? That's his vocation. He went to community college for that. 
Ah, jeez. <laughs> All right. Paige Vaughn said, Alicia better be alive. Love the finish. I actually had forgotten about Crazy Dog since he's been MIA. Seriously. But I'm glad he, they came back to help the Clarks. Does anyone else not understand their, why they're in Mexico and Strand is constantly wearing a wool coat? <laughs> Can't wait for next season. I was thinking the same Good thing. Point. They, they it, Like, what season are they in right now? Because everybody's got, like, layers of clothing on and they're at the Mexico border. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it does get cold. Time. It does get cold right there. Yeah, like in the cold? winter. Mm-hmm. Not that cold. There's no think. signs of winter. Hey, you know, you know. Right speaking now. of which, yeah. one thing that I do want to mention. One of the cool things about the dream sequences was the sound of the wind. Did you yeah, notice that when she was outside, and the sound mm-hmm. would always drown out the voices. Mm-hmm. You could barely hear the voices speaking. I thought yeah. that was a really cool effect. Mm-hmm. You need that, don't you, Scott? Yes. Yeah, to help the with winds. the voices. Yeah, the wind. <laughs> Help you with the voices. Melissa McClure also had a comment about the uh, the uh, second episode. Uh, I'm going to go super old school on this reference, which means Scott Scott will definitely get it. <laughs> when the dam blew and the water started flowing, I started singing the theme song from Land of the Lost. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's funny. Saw, I saw a couple sleaze not... stacks running around out there too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too old school. I remember watching Land of the Lost. Oh, yeah. We only had two channels on our TV when growing up, so because <laughs> we lived on a ranch in desert in, in the desert <laughs> no, in Texas. No, we just didn't have any cable. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sigmund well, and the Sea Monsters, Land of the Lost. What else was there? Uh, the uh, HR Puffin stuff. HR Puffin stuff. Oh yeah, HR Puffin stuff was great. And there were some serious drugs going on in HR yes, Puffin stuff. Yes, there were. <laughs> <laughs> Oh By you or them? With, with witchy poo? <laughs> witchy poo and the awesome. singing flute? She was awesome. <laughs> that was some bizarre shit. We should get the kids to grow up to, or grow up to no, dress up to no, be them. No, no, no. Give them nightmares. Mm-hmm. Give them yes, them. you don't want to do that. Really? Yeah. You can maybe make a Mayor McCheese in that crowd, but... Uh... Don't, don't go it's HR like Puffin stuff. stuff is like an Eve. You know, it, it took me until I was like 18 to realize he was supposed to be a dragon. I thought he was like. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought he was like a big blob or something. So did I. I still think that. Huh. Uh, amazing. Interesting. We digress. Well, any more comments? No more comments. All right. Kim, you got any news to share? A little bit. Um, Since this is Dave Erickson's grand finale, I guess you could say. Um, he was interviewed about his original idea for the character of Madison. And he said that he envisioned her sticking around for at least seven years and that she would morph into kind of like a Negan slash governor type of character. Wow. And, yeah, I know. Can you imagine? And so he said, uh, the thing that's interesting to me and one of the questions I asked myself and asked Robert Kirkman was, very early on was um, of the people in our group, who do you see becoming the governor of our group? Who could become Negan? That's interesting to me to watch an evolution of a character and start with them as a hero and bleed that into an anti-hero and bleed that into full on villain. We mm-hmm. talked about that with uh, Chris early on, that Chris mm-hmm. was going to disappear and be yeah. the evil right. guy. That well, comes and, back. and wasn't it kind of that way with the governor? I mean, the governor wasn't necessarily a bad guy before. Yeah, he didn't start out bad. He became bad. And if you read the books, you find out that the governor wasn't actually the governor. He assumed his brother's identity once the brother died, who was the real villain. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I do have to ask, was that part of the story before um, uh, Bonazinga actually started no, he, extrapolating no, on no, it? No. He created that story. Okay, so that wasn't necessarily, like, when, when it was with, with originally Kirkman. written by Kirkman, that was not... He the, did it in conjunction with Kirkman. Okay, I know, but I'm after saying... After the when, fact, yes, it was after yeah, the fact. It was after, after the, fact. the fact. When he yeah. wrote the yes. original comic books, the governor mm-hmm. was the governor. He was right, not, right, right, He right. did not inherit it from right. his brother. Okay. But wasn't he, like, an, uh, an insurance salesman or something yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah. Just like that was his job. Yeah. He was he's a got loser. a cool nickname. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, uh Dave Erickson is on his way out. And for fourth season, we can anticipate Scott M. Gimple taking over as executive producer, and Andrew Shambly and Ian Goldberg will be the co-showrunners. And they wrote for the one about the uh fairy tales. Oh, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Oh, yeah. Once upon a time. They were writers time. for Once Upon a Time. Okay. I've never seen that show. I've seen a, the first few episodes, and they were pretty good. But okay. I never stuck with it because there was too many other things going on. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. There's too many fantasy shows going on there. There's too many shows. Period. Yes, there are. So that's that's the news. That's the news. So next week we get the season premiere of The Walking Ooh. Dead. That's next season week. Season eight. Yeah. Next week, Holy. Da, 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 da. season eight, episode one, Mercy. Rick and his group, along with the Kingdom and Hilltop, have banded together to bring the fight to Negan and his and the Saviors. Yeah, I think we kind of got that from the ads. It's all out yeah, war. Right. <laughs> uh, there haven't been any previews for that, have there? No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> nothing to give it, it away. Uh-uh. <laughs> Are you guys excited for it? Oh yeah, because totally. I am. Totally. Yep. Yep. Uh, I got to go back and watch some of last season, though, to just reorient myself a little bit. Honestly, uh, leaving last season, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm ready to like watch Fear of the Walking Dead now mm-hmm. and Preacher yeah. and stuff. And uh, But the excitement has totally built up a lot more. Yeah. Well, but I got to say, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I just say the fact that, thank you, the fact that um, Fear of the Walking Dead had such an awesome finale mm. makes me more excited for the Walking. I think Dead. so. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, and, and we got to say, we got to give, we got to give Fear a shout out. We were excited about watching Fear this season, and it lived up to it. Totally. Yeah, I'm glad we I stuck mean, with it. Remember, there yeah. was a time we were like, I don't know if we want to watch this show anymore. Well, there we was only a time got where... six listeners now. <laughs> yeah, there was a time where we were thinking, this is not going to stay on. Yeah. Right. Right. Because the only reason they're even getting people watching is because of The Walking Dead. Right. This is its right. own Entity, show. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. completely. And um, yeah. and yeah. so yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, um, they still guys. They're still feeding off the residual from The Walking Dead. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think I think that's still part of it. But it definitely has got its own legs now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and all those people who jump ship are mm-hmm. are missing back. out. And I hope. Oh, they they're coming back. back now. I hope they come back. And by the way, it has obviously been renewed for season four. We just don't know when it's going to come back. Right. So uh, the theory is it'll still end in October like it has every season, I believe. So we shall see. Who knows? Yeah, I would imagine they're going to be looking at pretty close to the same schedule we had this year. Yeah. And then so next week we get rolling with the war. It's all out war, baby. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Okay, we do have a couple of announcements, and that is that Walker Stalker Atlanta is coming up, and that will be next weekend, October 27th through the 29th, at the Omni Hotel in downtown Atlanta. 
And we will be there, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will be working the panel room again. And the guys will be there on Saturday walking around. Kim might be on some of the panels. Yep. Kim (laughs) might be doing a panel. We're excited about that. A podcasting panel. We're still working out the details. Mm -hmm. No information. (laughs) You're doing it, man. You're doing it. But yeah, we'll be wandering around on Saturday, making fools of ourselves, Mm -hmm. eating food, stuff like that. Right, Stu? Yes. Yes. Like we usually do. And then Saturday night. (laughs) Eating other things that might not be food. Mm-hmm. People. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stealing stuff. Like brain stems. <laughs> mm. Pickle brain stems. Um, Saturday night, we will be doing a listener meetup. So if you are in the Atlanta area and you're available, please come by the Omni Hotel, the bar at the Omni Hotel, on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. We'll be doing our listener meetup with Jason Kabasi from The Walking Dead cast and um, Chris Fairhurst from the Talking Dead cast, um, Talking Dead podcast, and um, should be a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah, good bunch of people. Oh, and under the comic covers, guys will be there, Grace and yeah. um, Mister Blog. So mm-hmm. it'll be cool. It'll be awesome. So I want everybody to show up if you can. Just look for the people walking around with the Fear Me T-shirt on. That's yes. us. <laughs> Or people stalking you. That's us, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be a good weekend. So come. Come all. And if you would like to get in touch with us before then or about one of the episodes, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at fearmepod, on Facebook at facebook slash fearmepodcast, and on the web at fearmepodcast.com, and you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site, including Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we. We've snuggled close together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus of two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you.